Welcome to the Leader Growth Podcast. I'm David Skidmore. As always, it is great to see you. If you would take a minute, whether you are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, who knows, maybe you're checking us out on Stitcher or you're joining us right now on YouTube. That's right. It's now a video podcast. Thanks to Studio 29, aka Rose Record Studio. Am I getting that right, Taylor? Shout out Taylor Moore right here, right now. Today, I'm excited because we're talking about purpose. I know for you, whether you're somebody who's been in leadership for a long time, uh, or maybe you're just starting out, purpose is very important for you. And so we're going to be sitting down with, and in fact, I'm right here right now, sitting down with Dr. Jessica Rimmer, leader of Solomon Strategic Advisors. Got it, that was a lot of words, you did it. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So yeah. fun. So fun to be here. All right. So we're going to talk about purpose. And um, we have now had, have we had two or three conversations? Potentially like 2.25. Yeah. Because you got to count LinkedIn mm-hmm. communication. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Um, so I normally don't have somebody, when I first meet them, call me up and be like, hey, you can't talk about yourself like that because I'm being a little self-deprecating. And so immediately I was like, oh, I had heard great things about you. But then I was like, man, Jessica Rimmer will just like, talk to me directly about things. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I gotta have you on the podcast. I think I blurted that out within probably 10 minutes of talking. You did, but I already knew who you were too. So I knew that it wasn't like some sort of like random, my grandma and my mom listened to this podcast sort of scenario. So I was like, absolutely. Shout out, Let's grandma. talk about it. Hey, grandma. <laughs> Grammy, if you're watching, lots I'm of so love. so glad you're here. Yes. Well, you're passionate about talking about purpose. We could talk about leadership. We could talk about a lot of different areas. But I actually want to start there for you. Why is purpose important? Goodness, I think purpose is such, I think it's a human need, right? So I think purpose is a human need. So as I think about just being a leader and running a business or being a person and meeting the needs of the people with whom I have influence, I think I want people to be alive. And purpose is really that pilot light that brings your life alive where you can live, you know, live your life, have energy to do it, bring about um, your unique contribution to the world. That's what purpose is. And so I I try to seek to light my own pilot light and make sure that it stays lit and light the light the light of others. Yeah. So have you had a moment looking back? I'm, I'm sure you, like any other human, has had ups and downs. Sure. Where the pilot light was out. Totally. Absolutely. What, what did you do in that situation? Even before you got to this is purpose, like what was going on? Maybe not everything in in the story at that time, but like how did you handle that? Mm-hmm. That's really good. So great question. Um, and David doesn't give you the questions beforehand. So no. I'm literally processing yes. on the spot. The, I thought we'd just have a nice conversation as if we're awesome. having a coffee. I'm That's drinking super. a coffee. You're drinking, drinking out of a coffee cup. Out of a coffee cup yes. for water. Um, so I think the first memory that popped into my mind where mm. I can remember losing a sense of purpose, I was yeah. in college. And college is like a transformational experience yes. for most people who get the opportunity to do that. Um, you're you're seeking, what do I want to be when I grow mm-hmm. up? What major fits me best? Do yeah. I enjoy learning? Can I even manage myself, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, college is this opportunity to grow up. Yeah. 
And um, I've always been a really responsible person. I've always felt a really strong sense of purpose, birth order, right? Like I'm the oldest girl. Yes. Um, You know, there's four kids. And so I've always been really, really responsible. Mm -hmm. And when I got to college, I think I lost a sense of responsibility. Who am I responsible for besides myself? Yeah. Started making some really um, questionable choices. Mm that led me down a pathway where I was like, man, I don't even know who I am anymore. I'm living outside my value system. I'm making choices that don't align with who I want to be and who Mm -hmm. I know I am. And so I think my question at that point was like, is it recoverable? Is it possible to recover mm. your purpose when you've lost it? Ooh. And have I have I gotten so far away from my sense of early self mm-hmm. that you know that that I just really need to pick a different purpose or find a different yeah. path? Um, spoiler, like yes, you can recover. You can recover purpose. it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> edge of my seat. It saved us the entire yeah. podcast. Yeah, that's the end. Okay, because yeah. we were okay. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining. Just kidding. So, um, let's talk about that moment. Like you're looking there like have i lost purpose i'm i've stepped away from from my value systems uh, or my my values in in general i'm off system maybe the the pilot light is out mm-hmm. what do you do so i would say i i legitimately the pilot light was out it yeah. wasn't like maybe it was out i actually yeah. started to struggle really hard at that moment in time with depression mm-hmm. i had been always had been a really high capacity person. My yeah. mom, if she's listening to this, is probably laughing because I always do too much. I mean, like it's just a Hi it's, Jessica's mom. Yeah. Hey Diane. Um Hi, it's it's just a natural, normal way of yeah. of living my life. And so I think my system physically was giving out spiritually, mm-hmm. you know, the value yeah. system thing, it, your spirit will kind of fracture mm-hmm. if you live outside of your value system. And so I really did mm. start struggling with legitimate depression and yeah. darkness. And so I had to kind of go on a journey, both mm-hmm. you know, physically, I had to go on medication. I had yeah. to like kind of seek out some mentorship and counseling. I had to do a lot of resting. I mean, I had yeah. to go on a journey to physically recover. Mm-hmm. And part of that recovery was also kind of that spiritual aspect of figuring out what is my purpose and I think I really figured out how to articulate my purpose by about my junior year. And, you know, interestingly now, as I think about helping mm-hmm. people find purpose and living with purpose, I think your darkness, your dark moments, your broken places are one of the most critical aspects of figuring out what your purpose really is. Ooh, that's so good. Let's talk about that a little bit more. Why is it that the broken place is where you find your purpose? Mm. Well, I mean, I think it's true for everybody, mm-hmm. right? That when we kind of heal, when we heal. Yeah. So I think some people are like, this hard thing, I'm going to go try to help people with this hard thing, and they're still in it. Mm. So I think you do need to be healed in yeah. the broken places. That doesn't mean fully and wholly and perfectly. You don't got to be mean, perfect. You don't but have you, to be perfect, yeah. but you do need to be healed. And um, and I mean that in every sense of the way, Right. Um, so I think you have to be healed. Everybody can serve people out of the healing that they've mm-hmm. received from their broken places. But I think for me, and the broken places have made me more approachable. They've mm. given me like deep wells of compassion for people. Yeah. And from a leadership perspective, if I'm going to serve serve people, it can't just be about a high impact vision. Mm which is sometimes what purpose sounds like, right? Mm-hmm. Like to do something big. Yep. It also has to be about a really high impact experience where mm. when people interact with you, yeah. that they actually are like, wow, that was 
really life-giving. That changed mm-hmm. the trajectory of, wow, that person made an impact on me. Yeah. So brokenness, I think, is this space where some of our, you know, the sharp edges of our talented self mm-hmm. get smoothed out and rubbed off. Yeah. So you're you're a strategic advisor. You do consulting. You do coaching. You're walking with people. When people meet with a coach, when they're talking to somebody, sometimes it could feel not exactly like you're talking to a pastor, but it could feel kind of like, oh man, I got to make sure I've got my stuff together early mm-hmm. on, even though I want you to help me. I don't want to necessarily show you how bad it is. Right. I run into that when I'm working with people sometimes as, as well. It's like, yeah, like it, there's some things going on, but at the same time, like life's still kind of good. It's like, okay, why are you here? Right. I'm curious for, for you working with people, helping develop leaders, how does actually stepping into the broken places and what do you do to give people permission to go to the broken place so that you can actually Um, help people find healing and move towards purpose? Mm. I think some of it is just like straight positioning and not Mm. trying to be the expert in the room. I mean, Mm. people are coaches and consultants and get into kind of the work, even therapists, right? You get Mm -hmm. into the work because you really want to help people. And at least I can fall into the trap of thinking the way to help people is to tell them what to do. Or the way to help people is to correct their thinking. But oftentimes, Mm. um, advice, I would say most of the time, advice needs to be invited and so staying away from being the advice monster in sessions in and asking really good questions. Yeah. Being comfortable with silence. Mm. Being willing to go. <sighs> Instead of give something. Yeah. Is one of the ways that you create space for people. So being a really good listener and creating, I mean, the buzzword right now is psychological safety, right? Creating mm-hmm. space for people where they feel safe with you, yeah. I think is one of the ways, probably maybe a big way to mm-hmm. to create that space where people can be honest and real. Yeah. I, I found that when when my life is really noisy, mm-hmm. it's difficult to one, be aligned with my purpose because a lot of times I'm not even sure, like, am I on track because there's too much noise. Mm. But secondly, if I'm in a conversation with somebody and um, I'm giving too much feedback or I'm become the advice monster, which I have totally been guilty of. Advice monster is anonymous. Advice monster last night with some friends texted them this yeah. morning and said, hey, actually had a pause on what I said last night. I'm sorry about the advice. I think you guys should hold off on doing anything about that. Like that's that's how quickly on on, on some of those things. So I've got a long way to, to go on that. I heard it recently, you know, psychological safety. Um, another term I, I heard recently is you gotta get comfortable in the blank space. Because hmm. the blank space is kind of where, I don't know, like what's gonna happen? Mm-hmm. How have you, in guiding people towards more purpose how have you gotten more comfortable in the blank space yourself yeah that's a great question so fun fact i was an art major really an undergrad and okay. there's a point to me telling you this it's not to be like let's talk about art let's although talk, i love let's it. do it yeah um in art right there's a lot of you know there's a lot of need for margin right like you mm. you are more creative yes. this is why everyone on the planet has their best ideas in the shower mm. or right before they fall asleep or whatever creativity yeah. um, happens in the blank space so for me i haven't had to fight to get comfortable with it as much mm-hmm. as i've known for a very long time how important it is to have it yeah so i have to fight for it more mm. than i have to get comfortable with it 
Um, I'm not afraid of silence. In fact, when I get itchy, itchy is kind of like my discomfort, my internal discomfort. When I start getting like, um, I always need to have a podcast on or I can't write in silence or, Mm -hmm. you know, I need to say something in pauses. That's a good behavioral indicator to me that I need to fight for more blank Mm. space. I, I recently have been just fighting hard at reflective white space for this very reason Mm. that it's so important to have nothing both to rest, but also to be able to create. Say that again. It's important to have nothing, nothing. just nothing, just nothing, nothing Mm. there, nothing, nothing in your ears, no inputs, Yeah. nothing to do no, you know, no tasks, mm-hmm. no scrolling, no like mm-hmm. just detachment from inputs and yeah. doing so that you can kind of like let yourself mm. just marinate in thoughts, right? Sometimes you don't need to try harder or do more. You need to pause and do nothing. And then you're going to find the energy or the inspiration or the idea or the mm. point of view that you needed to have. And it's only found in the blank space. Mm. Let's do something fun. I've never done this on the okay, podcast. A trust fall. Trust fall. <laughs> I don't want to get up. I mean, like, but maybe. Okay. I'm kidding. So, you're a creative, uh, creative pioneer. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a connector creative. I think I you are too. Think, okay. Here's what I want to do though. Okay. Because I want to lean in as well. Um, Jessica, you are an Enneagram. Eight. Shout out Enneagram eights. Shout out. I love Enneagram eights, but by the way, I'm a three. Welcome. Welcome to the, you know, gut triad and the strong. Oh, it's great. Yeah. One of the things that I'm working towards, I um, one of my best friends, Logan Rosenbaum, who interviewed me actually on, on the book podcast. Yeah. Logan, I and I talked to him about this recently. I was like, I've noticed in any social setting, you progressively have gone away from like, He's an Enneagram three as well. You've gone progressively away from like trying to position yourself as like perfect and successful, even though he's very successful. Um, you you don't position yourself as that. You've gone more rugged. You've gone more authentic. Like I want to know like what your journey has been. So we talked about that a little bit the other night. That's something that I'm working on. Mm. I don't like doing this because I don't like I like I prefer to kind of have it together all the time, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. So let's do this. Who doesn't prefer to have it all like, together all the time? I, I'm not good with margin. Mm. So coach me through. So it's interesting. Taylor and I were talking about this mm. before. About me not being good got at margin. No. <laughs> he was like, hey, I'm going to plant some stuff. I'm going to need yeah. you to bring that up with David. No. Um, just about like how, how everybody's capacity is mm. really different. Mm. And so what you can do versus what I can do versus what mm-hmm. Taylor can do yeah. versus what, you know, the president of the United States can do yeah. in terms of margin, right? Like how much capacity does any person have mm. is based on that person's capacity. Mm. How much margin you need is yeah. based on your season of life and mm. what you need it for. Yeah. So I think that there are some healthy rhythms of life. Um, mm-hmm. Andy Crouch talks about disconnection from technology, right? Like. Yeah. Um, a day a week, a week a year, uh, an hour a day, a day a week, a week a year is what he recommends in terms of disconnection from technology, right? Yeah. So there's some really simple rules. Mm-hmm. I think that we could all find a lot more of what we need yeah. inside of what the constraints that already exist in our mm. lives if we were just more intentional. So what I mean by yes. that is 
If I'm driving in my car and I'm normally listening to a podcast, even if it's awesome and it's the news, Mm -hmm. but I can tell that my soul is itchy, Mm -hmm. right? I need something different. Yeah. I need quiet. Well, that creates margin. Mm. Or if I can tell that, you know, I'm going go, 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 and I've been skipping lunch for six weeks because I'm trying to cram in all the meetings and all the meetings are awesome and they really Mm -hmm. are created, you know, connected to my purpose, but I can tell I get grouchy in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I need to fight back for the lunch hour and I just need to pay attention to what I need. So the thing about it is like, you have to know yourself well enough Mm -hmm. to coach yourself Mm -hmm. and say, what do I need? I'll tell you what really helped me the most get better at this. So I cannot, you know, I'm like, you know, do too much anonymous, right? Like, oh yeah, um, I'm that same person. Like it's difficult to turn off. So hard. Because I'm like, I can push from early until late. Absolutely. And so I'm like, okay, like I, and I actually do get energy out of a lot of it. Yeah, you do. So it's like, do you know who you are at your best? Hmm. Do you know what keeps you there? Yeah. And can you fight for healthy rhythms that work with your life constraints to keep you there in that zone? Mm. So it's not about conserving and preserving energy, kind of this over-talked self-care movement. This is what Mm. Taylor and I were talking about. It's about knowing yourself well enough to know Mm. when you need recharge, what does it for you, and keeping yourself in, in your best space and not because you're trying to have it all together all the time, mm-hmm. but because when you are your best, most authentic, healthiest self, yeah. most integrated self, if we're using kind of therapy mm-hmm. language, you serve people better. So it's not for the sake of you that you fight for margin. Mm-hmm. It's for the sake of your impact. It's for the sake of what's it like on the other side of you when you don't get margin. Mm-hmm. So counting the cost man, I am scary, right? Like I'm scary when I get ticked up into that overly intense, like push, push, push pioneer voice, Enneagram eight cents. Let's go. Like I, I am, I am over, I'm scary Hmm. in that space. Like scary to you or scary to others? To other people, right? Like I'm overly, I can't be, I can't modulate back as well. Hmm. When I'm at my best, I have the capacity to be intense but I also can read you really well and go, mm, what David needs is for me to show up a little bit softer. And this mm. is not like women crushing themselves down, not that. But no. what David needs mm. in order for me to really be a liberator for him is for me to show up like this. Mm-hmm. What David needs for me to be a liberator is for me to show up as intense yeah. as I am, but I'm not doing it because I don't have control of it. Mm. I'm doing it out of an intentional movement of my self-awareness. How long has it taken you to go on that path? Uh, because we're talking about moving away from from values, moving from values to this side where it's like I am now um, very self aware. I know who I am. Um, giant language. Know yourself so that you can lead your yourself, your uh, partner with Giant. Um, use some of the fantastic tools there uh, that, that have been built. I'm curious for, for you, when you think about like your journey of coming into understanding this is where I'm really at my best, and now maybe I am too intense, mm-hmm. what does that look like for you? It's a great question. I think all of us have various inflection points across our lives, mm-hmm. right? So there was this yeah. experience or that experience. Maybe it was a valley or it was a mountaintop yeah. experience, so to speak. Um, I think the giant tools have been very significant 
to give me language to think about this stuff with other people versus kind of just keeping Mm -hmm. it in my own head. So I've been interacting with the Giant Tool since 2015. Mm -hmm. We were clients at the university. We called Jeremy Kubitschek and Mm -hmm. he brought in some other Shout out Jeremy. Shout out to Jeremy. Um, He brought in some tools. And so it's been through the tools where Mm -hmm. I've really been able to over the last almost eight years at this point, mm-hmm. um, know what it means to be at my best, manage my stress behaviors in a way that's healthy, um, think from this point of view versus I think being more accidental. Honestly, just the little tiny conversation about five circles of influence. We lead in five circles, self, mm-hmm. family, team, organization, community. Mm-hmm. And we have a choice every day. Am I gonna be intentional or accidental? Tiny, one tool, mm-hmm. so, so simple. But that changed the way that I thought about my influence. It yeah. changed the way that I stewarded my time, my energy, my effort in every way. Mm-hmm. Changed the way I mothered. Changed the way I showed up in my marriage. Mm-hmm. Changed the way I showed up to my team. Um, because I just was paying attention to being intentional. And little acts of intentionality add up. Yeah, You're not going to get it perfect. That is not real. Perfect mm-hmm. is not real. But intentionality is real. Love that point, accidental versus intentional. I think what what we're getting into in this, and you know, we're just talking just a few moments ago about my own challenges with with margin, mm-hmm. um, and how I, you know, I like to push hard, and I I do enjoy it. And part of it is like there is when you're when you get into like the the deeper places I would describe it like this, when you get into the deeper place, places of creativity that happen through, I don't, I don't talk like this a lot on the podcast, but when you get to those places that happen a lot of times through obsessiveness and mm. intensity, like you end up with a euphoria in your creativity that you can't tap into otherwise. 100%. And if I'm working with people, like a lot of times the reason that they can't get there is that like the focus is lacking. Sure. The other side is you can go too hard and you can burn out mm-hmm. um, or you can burn everybody else out. That's right? right. So when we're talking about being a purposeful leader, I believe that this margin is massively important. And a lot of the people that I I would say are listening to this are the people who are driven too hard. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more like, like me in that there's an... Okay, and you're raising your hand too. Yeah, I'm in the club. Yeah. So how does the margin help you become more purposeful? Um, Great question. So I was at the Oklahoma City Dodgers game not too long ago. Little story. Love the Dodgers. And um, I do too. I just Mm. love, I love to keep it local. I'm all about Oklahoma. Like, let's go. You know, so I was at the Dodgers game. My husband and I had taken his nurse and her husband. Mm-hmm. And I look over, and James Langford and Cindy Langford are sitting in the box next to us. So I go yeah. over and talk to them because I work, worked at Falls Creek. So I've known James okay. Langford since I was 16, you know, a long time ago. Yeah. Which was a long time ago. And um, I was like, man, James, like, how's it going? How's life? Mm-hmm. He kind of was talking about his, where he'd been that morning. Like, he wasn't mm-hmm. going, like, oh, I'm so busy, you yeah. know, which is the stupid thing that a lot of us, like, high, you know, high capacity leaders, we can get into that. Busy badge. And he was telling me, ew. He was telling me. Um, I don't say it. Kind of don't say it. Yeah. He's telling me about his day. And I was like, man, James, like, that is so crazy. I probably was calling him by the first name because I 
honestly can't remember if it's like senator or representative sometimes. I'm like, I don't know. Why am I so dumb? Um, So I said, man, do you Mm. feel like God has just given you like extra grace and favor on your energy level now? Like, Mm. is it supernatural? Like, how are you doing that? You know? And he goes, honestly, Jessica, no, I don't think God has given me supernatural anything. I think he gives me grace for the day. Hmm. And that was like really helpful to me because I think sometimes, at least what I observe in the in the lane of leadership development, mm-hmm. productivity, and I like all of that stuff. I've probably read as many books as anybody on that yeah. stuff. But I think sometimes we're trying to create the perfect system and mm-hmm. we're trying to store up energy that was really like not meant to be stored up. Mm. It's like, did I leave it on the field today? And have I given myself sufficient ability to recover for tomorrow? And if not, what am I going to do about it? You know, it's just like taking deep personal responsibility for how I'm showing Mm -hmm. up, paying attention to it, having enough people who, like, I mean, because I am a -a yesaholic, I have to ask my husband, hey, I've been invited to this thing. We got an invitation for X, Y, and Z. What do you think? Do you think we should do Mm -hmm. that? Do you think I should do that? Sometimes he's not invited. Yeah. What do you think? Here's what I'm wrestling through. And I've invited accountability into that space Mm. because sometimes I'm so bad at figuring out what's going to wear me out, but people who love me and know me Mm -hmm. are better at it. And then people who love me and know me can help hold me accountable for, hey, you said you wanted to prioritize this. How Mm -hmm. are you doing that? I've got my executive assistant, Andrea, she reached out to you. She is a nurturer connector. So if you know five voices, this makes sense to you, but right, she's high on relationships, high on people. Thank God for nurturers. Thank God for nurturers. Like, thank God, because Mm. those of us who are more driven towards, you know, just like straight production, it's hard for me sometimes Mm. to prioritize my priorities, right? Mm. Like I'm gonna cut my kids' soccer game out of my schedule because I got a really sweet invitation to do something that is connected to my really cool purpose. So she keeps me accountable to like, hey, how's how's your schedule going? I noticed this. I noticed that you had the nanny taking the kids to school the entire month of April. Like, how's it going? Are you yeah. happy? Do you feel like that's how you want it to be? She's not hmm. forcing me. She's just nudging me in the direction that she knows I've already articulated I'm trying to go. Because I think the thing is that we get in like super saver mode. I'm going to create enough margin. I'm going to create the perfect system doesn't exist Mm -hmm. i'm gonna create the perfect system and i'm gonna save all my energy up and figure out how to do margin it it doesn't work in real life like Mm -hmm. we have to figure out how we dynamically manage margin versus Mm. structurally always manage margin the same way which goes back to that concept that you shared a a few minutes ago around intentional versus accidental Mm -hmm. so for you it seems like being present is incredibly important. Yeah. A lot of people live in the future. Mm. Like minds are constantly calculating what's ahead. It seems like, and I I may be off, but it seems like your focus is right here, right now. I had to shift. I had to learn how to do it differently. Okay. Um, Because tomorrow is not real. You know that, right? The only it's thing very we real in my head. Have. In fact, so is five years from now because I visited this morning before I came here. Totally. So <laughs> I live today with a reverse engineered perspective, right? Like I, I have pictures of what I want 
to be said at my funeral. Like, mm. I mean, I know how I want people to have experienced me across my life. So I, mm. I live a reverse engineered reality. But I also know that there is absolutely no such thing as tomorrow. Not only are we not mm. guaranteed it, when it gets here, it's today. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So like if I'm not present to today, I'm, I may or may not even be creating the future I'm really trying to create and I get to miss out, right? Like, and I miss out on conversations yeah. and eye contacts and, and I, I miss the fact that maybe I do need to recharge and rest mm -hmm. because I am so motivated by that vision. And I really am. I'm the same yeah. as you in that way. I'm very future oriented. But the only way to create that future is by learning to be present in your today. We're gonna shift into a part of the conversation. And we're actually gonna kind of wrap up with this Do here it. in just a yeah. minute. Okay. How, how important is fun Such for you to stay question. purposeful? Oh my gosh. So I, I got called on this recently. I wish I was more fun. I'm always like, gosh, I'm not so, I'm not very fun. My counselor you know, like, a couple years ago was stupid. like, what do you do for it for fun? And I was I'm like, well, I'm working on these projects. And she totally. goes, once again, what are you doing for fun? What are you doing for fun? So I think fun is actually really hard to prioritize for me. Mm -hmm. I'm married to a very fun, funny person. That's great. He's very fun. Keeps it light. He's ridiculous. Thank you. Um, I'm pretty ridiculous, and but I always feel like I'm going off the rails when mm -hmm. I get a little ridiculous, yeah. which I think people actually really enjoy that version of yeah. me. So um, I, I have really, in the last probably five years, begun to very much prioritize just social fun time, mm -hmm. um, even over sometimes, which is sacrilege, like sleeping, right? Like I, I love sleeping. Like I have a deep dedication to sleeping. It's That's my great. spiritual gift. Okay? Trying to. I, Still, no, yeah. listen, I can sleep. But like, I will go out with my friends. Yeah. I will prioritize social relationships. So my husband and I, every year, we define kind of like who are the relationships that we want to prioritize this year. Mm. And we go after them on purpose. We have theater tickets with our best friends. We are yeah. very good friends with our next door neighbors. And we just do stuff. We just get mm. stuff on the calendar and we just do stuff like concerts. And yeah. um, we went on a trip to Scottsdale with some friends from school recently. Do you do that? So like, do you do that on January 1? Or is that like something that uh -huh. it like... So we have a planning yeah. period between mm -hmm. December uh, yeah. 25th and January 1. We go to coffee and we talk through all the aspects of our life. This and is what some we really want. good advice. I hope you're listening. What we want, what we want for our yeah. life, um, both in our marriage, mm -hmm. um, in our health, in our finances, in our relationships, for our kids. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's kind of like a future-looking view. But what yeah. do we want? And that also allows me to be a good steward of his energy because mm -hmm. I want to naturally do more than he does, mm -hmm. and I can wear him slick. And so the ability to kind of know what our priorities mm -hmm. are is helpful. Yeah. All right. Let's have a little bit of fun. Okay. And I hope that this encourages you if you're listening, because some some of you are too driven, and this would be the point in the conversation where you might go, okay, on to my next podcast. If you're going to do that, one, create a little blank space. Be fun. Be fun. But here we go. We're going to do a speed round. Do it. All right. Who you been listening to music-wise recently? Ooh. Um, well, Maverick City Music is one of my faves. Oh, shout out Maverick. So, Maverick. I'm sure you're listening, anything. Maverick. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey Chan. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Chan. Hey, what's up, Chandler? Um, favorite holiday? Ooh, Thanksgiving. Oreos or Chips Ahoy? Oreos. Yes. Double stuffed or regular? 
I feel like they cheat you on double stuff. So I like to keep it solid with the regular because double stuff is like one and a half times. And that feels like a lie. Favorite sport? Uh, basketball. Amen. Thunder fan? Yes. Tacos or pizza? Tacos every day. Taco Nation? Yes. Yes. Deeply. How many instruments do you play? Just my voice. That still counts, according to Keith Lancaster, founder of Acapella. Yep. Uh, books or movies? Books. Both, really. Fiction or nonfiction? Nonfiction. Remember, I'm not very fun. But you might be like starting a new hobby. Like, I'm going to read started, fiction this I year. I have gotten back to reading fiction as a form of fun recently. I love this question. If you could have anyone play you in a movie, who would it be? Ooh, great question. Thank you. Chloe... Uh, Chloe De Chanel, yeah. Chloe or Zoe? Zoe. Zoe. <laughs> I was like Chloe. Who is like super quirky? Zoe. Yeah, I like her. You'd have a quirky and person she's play just you. Just Jess. Just you know? Jess. So who's that girl? Um, <laughs> Zoe De Chanel. Golly. Favorite character in New Girl. Zoe De Chanel. Schmidt. Uh, oh, also, he's so also Winston. Oh yes. Oh, I'm probably more like Schmidt, Winston. but but it's probably Winston. Winston. Ta oh yes. Winnie the Bish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you could, uh, let, let's see. Okay. Let's go back in the 96 Olympics. If you were going to look magnificent seven, who's your favorite one? Dominique Mochiano. Same. Had a big crush on her back then. Yeah. Hope you're Girl doing crush. well, Dominique. Yeah. Uh, even though Shannon Miller's from Oklahoma. I know. We I love really you, Shannon. did love Shannon Miller. <laughs> we love you, Shannon Miller. You made yes. us proud. Best leadership advice you've ever gotten. Mm, be responsive. That's good. I thought you were going to say be responsible. Be responsive. But you were already responsible. So mm -hmm, that was super. already taken. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So we're here at the end. We've talked through a lot of different ideas around purpose. I want to come back to if somebody's sitting here and they're like, okay, I know as I'm, as I'm wrapping up this year, I've got to do a little bit of pruning. I got to let go of a few things. I'm looking at 2023. Um, how can I be a more purposeful leader? If you were just going to give them one thing, what would that be? Look across your calendar mm. and figure out what took your energy and what gave you energy. Mm -hmm. Take stock of that. Yeah. And then organize your 2023 calendar by what gives you energy. I love it. Give yourself more energy this year and you'll be giving your, you'll be giving others more energy in the process. That's right. You'll Can't give away what you don't purposeful. have. Can't give away what you don't have. I love that. Jessica, thank you for dropping in on the Leader Growth Podcast. It was great sitting down with you. I think you absolutely poured in some leadership gold for us today. And I just want to highlight one thing again. Um, love that idea. You can be accidental. You can be intentional. And so we hope today that you step out and as you overcome challenges uh, and experience transformation in your life that you choose to be an intentional leader. We'll be back here again uh, next week. Until then, love hard, live full, and lead strong. This is the anthem, our declaration. We are locked in, all in and full out. We are the roar. You think you can run with us? Let's go. I get lying in my blood. You were just a cub. I roll with the king. I am guaranteed to dub. What it is, what it was. I am dope, showing love. From the dirt, get a glove. This flow is for the scrubs. You can't beat me. So go take a seat and do it discreetly. I pray and then I slay these beats. Make it look easy. I'm a lion and you just lying. I'll leave you lying. But I kind of got to give you some credit. I see you trying and I see you.